What's going on, beautiful people? Is the narcissist in your life addicted to you or obsessed with you? If you're new here, my name is Lee Hammock. I'm a clinically diagnosed narcissist, and welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. In today's episode, we're going to be answering that question right there, y'all. Are narcissists addicted to you or obsessed with you? Is it? I know a lot of people ask me the question, y'all. Let's get it out the way early on. Let's give it 30 seconds in. Let's get it out the way early on. Can a narcissist love? So me, personally, y'all, I might be a little biased on this, but I do think a lot of narcissistic people can love. They just don't know how to express it or receive it. You see what I'm saying? They can love. They can have love. They can have love for you, but they don't know how to express it or receive love. So they treat people out. And a lot of narcissists are emotionally dysregulated. So they might love you one moment and hate you the next moment. I know what people are going to say, well, Lee, that's not real love then. Y'all, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. It's all, it, it, it's all I got. Give me that. Give me, give me something. Give me a little, give me, a, give me a smidge. Give me a little smidge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me a smidge. Give me like, like, give me something, y'all. Because like, that's how the mind of a lot of narcissists and toxic people work right there. Like, they base it on things like that. Like, love, a lot of narcissists show you love through physical things, y'all, through physical acts. They give you stuff. They take you places. You mean? Very rarely are they they're going to be there emotionally for you. Very rarely are they going to be there to connect to you or connect with you on an emotional level. They just don't do that because a lot of narcissists are emotionally dysregulated. And the police pulling up. It's not for me, y'all. A lot of narcissists struggle with emotional emotional regulation, so they are t tend to be emotionally dysregulated. So instead of showing you love, they tend to show you obsession because they they are like. I don't know if narcissists can be trauma bonded, but they can damn near be obsessed. They can absolutely be obsessed and addicted to you. How can you tell? Try to break up with them right now. Go in there to your partner. Don't do it. Don't, don't do this. This is this is just a test in your mind. Let your mind let play look, play the scenario in your mind. Don't go don't go in your living room and do this right now. Don't do this right now. I'm just saying. Even if it's on, even if it's on your heart, do not do this right now. This is Lee Hamilton. Don't do this right now. Hey, I'm just clearing myself of liability. <laughs> Don't do this, but for real. The narcissistic person in your life right here, y'all. Think about this. If you go, put it in, play it in your mind. If you go try to break up with them right now, what do you think they'll say? Hey, it's over. I'm leaving. And imagine yourself staying at it and walking out the door. What would they say? What would they do? Is the thought rolling through your head of them hopping about the chair and trying to chase you down? Is the thought rolling through your head of them blowing your phone up, texting and calling you? Is the thought rolling through your head of them popping up at your job or your your wherever you move to or stalking you online or sending you a thousand emails from fake address email addresses? Is the thought popping through your head of them tracking you down on WhatsApp or uh, Kick or what's the other stuff? Kick, you know, Zeusk. They trying to hunt you down on Tinder. Whatever you are, what, they, does, does those, do those thoughts pop into your head? Then that narcissistic person probably thinks you belong to them and they are obsessed with you or addicted to you. I don't know if it's the trauma bond, but when I've broken up with people before, y'all, it, it, when people have broken up with me before and when I wasn't ready, I, I about damn near lost my mind because I was obsessed with that person. In the beginning, it looks, in the beginning of a relationship with a narcissist, it, it does feel like we love you. It does feel like I love you because I really do think I do. I really do think I love you. And that narcissistic person that you might be have been with, they might have actually thought they loved you, but a lot of them were just obsessed with you. 
A lot of them thought that you completed them. A lot of them thought that you made them feel human. A lot of them thought that you made them feel like a real boy or a girl or what non-binary person, whatever, whoever you identify as. You know what I mean? You might have made you thought, feel like a real person. Let's just say real person. Let's just clear it out right there. They, they might, you might, like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> gender, gender fluid Pinocchio. <laughs> you know what I mean? A real person. Oh, I'm a real person. You know what I mean? Just imagine that video. Imagine that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I love my people. Y'all know I love y'all. That was all love. Um, <clears throat> but that's how it goes, though, y'all. Whatever I, whoever you identify as, they, they, whoever they identify as, you might have made them feel like a real person. You know? Because narcissism knows no gender, it knows no ethnicity, it knows no religion, it knows no, uh, it knows no demographic location. Narcissists are everywhere, y'all. <coughs> so you might have made them feel real. So they became obsessed with how you made them feel. The narcissistic person became obsessed with how you made them feel. They came, they, the, the thought of you, they became addicted to it like a, a nectar. Like a, you know, you see how bees get, they get honey drunk. They just be just sucking up nectar and honey and just be like, Bleh. you ever seen a, a bee that passed out on a, a rose petal? It's not dead. It's just like drunk. It's literally drunk with honey or nectar or whatever. It just stick a little bee, bee, little bee straw into a flower and just, <laughs> and the little bee bartender, like, you had enough. I'll tell you when I had enough. Bzz. And they pass dad jokes, dad jokes. I'm sorry. Um, they pass out on the <laughs> they pass out on the flower. That's how it goes, though, y'all. That's the mindset of a lot of narcissistic people, right there. Like they they become addicted to you, like bees to honey. Like you said, like I said, you become you become their drug of choice. Bully, how can you tell if they're addicted to you? Yo, their behaviors, their actions. They might not treat you well, but they don't want to let you go. They, and they, because they, they claim this ownership on you, they, they, they become obsessed with the things that they own. You know, in the beginning, they might be, they might have been addicted to you and, and, and obsessed with you. But then one, sooner or later, it just shifted to obsession. Like they're obsessed with you, having you in their life. They're obsessed with how you make, make or made them feel. You know, it's going to sound weird when I say this, y'all, but a lot of narcissists try to get back to the beginning of relationships as well. You know? It really is going to sound weird when I say that. A lot of narcissistic people try to get back to the beginning of the relationship too, because they liked how things were as well. Because at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the relationship, they felt good. They felt great too. But things have changed, and sometimes they don't know why. It's easy to blame you. Then the things have changed. But sometimes that narcissistic person doesn't know why things have gone the way they've gone. You know, they don't understand it. They understand why you why you don't feel the same way about them today anymore. They don't understand why you don't why you don't act the same way you used to act. So they want to go back to the beginning as well when they were obsessed and addicted to you. You know, they might like I said it's just it's just a thing. Yeah, I don't I do think that after a while, when a narcissistic person or narcissist whatever starts seeing your flaws, I do think that that's when they fall out of love with you and that love becomes something else. That original feeling of love that they might have had for you come becomes something else. It becomes some some type of weird obsession, a weird addic addiction. I said addiction, like like it's abducting something from you. It's weird, y'all. It's a weird feeling. It's a weird mindset. It's a weird dynamic that they go into right there. And it's very hard for some people to process when I'm telling people that right there. You know, it it really really is. It just it's it's, it's one of those things. Five point one. 
is one of those weird things that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people struggle with and whatnot. It is. But like, don't stay because they're obsessed or addicted to you. Because obsession can lead to them trying to hurt you. Let's be realistic. If they're obsessed with you, they can harm you. They can, they can absolutely harm you. They can harm you. They can hurt you. They can do a lot of damage to you. So it's just like, they know what they can do to you. They know what they possess, you know? They, uh, they know, they, you know what they can do. Cause sometimes you, you've all, you might have already tried to leave and you've seen that obsession coming out of, come out of them. You've seen them popping up. You've seen them stalking. You've seen them following you. You've seen them doing so much other stuff that you already know how they're going to be. You already know how they're going to behave. You already know how they're going to act. You already know it. This is not a shock to you now. You're not shocked. This is not blow your, it does not blow your mind with how this person is acting or behaving, does it? It just does not. It doesn't. It's not one of those things. Like, you're not shocked anymore. You, sometimes you get afraid. It's like, well, Lee, last time I left, they lost their damn mind because they are obsessed. They don't tell you that they love you or they don't act like they love you. They just act like they want to keep you here in this room, like you're their favorite toy. You're, you're Woody. You're Woody from Toy Story. Y'all know, I've said it. Y'all, if y'all follow me, y'all, if you're new here, you're Woody from Toy Story. What, did Andy get rid of Woody? No. He kept Woody around. He was obsessed with Woody. He didn't treat Woody like he loved him anymore. He just kept him around. Threw him in the toy chest like all the other toys. Treated Woody like he was normal. Buzz got all the love, care, and affection. You see what I'm saying? Buzz got all the, Buzz got love bombed. Woody, he didn't throw Woody away. But when Woody tried, Woody disappeared. Andy was on the Andy was on the go, crying. Andy Andy didn't even want to leave his old house because he till he found Woody. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? That love, that, that obsession is strong, y'all. They think they own you. They think you belong to them. They think you they own you. You belong to them. That's that mindset, y'all. And it's it's tough to deal with. I know it's tough to deal with. It really, really is. A lot of narcissistic people's minds work that way, though, y'all. I don't think it's, at, at the beginning it might feel like love. But once it shifts to something different, it's no longer love. It becomes some kind of poisonous. It becomes it's like a love. It's a love, it's a love substitute, y'all. It's sucrose. No, it's not sucrose. It's it's a splendor. In the beginning, it it look it looked just like love. It tastes like love. Look, it tastes like it tastes just like sugar. You know, uh, sugar. That's real sugar, ain't it? Like no, actually, that's sucrose. It's a uh, that's splendor. What? This is splendor? No, this ain't splendor. It's real sugar. It look like it feel like real sugar. It looked like real sugar. It's Splenda. Oh, damn. It's a substitute. It's a love substitute. It's obsession. <laughs> Y'all know I be coming with this crazy stuff. Y'all, if I think it, I say it. Y'all know how I feel? Yeah, if I think about it, I will say it. Y'all, this is how my mind works. This is the dynamic. That's how it goes. You know, anyways, y'all. I'm super thankful for y'all being here. I'm truly grateful for every single one of y'all. Like I said, the kids' book is out. If y'all looking for the kids' book? Remember, it's not your fault. If you have the kids' book, make sure you look. Hit me with a positive review on Amazon. Hit five stars. Say Lee haven't changed my life and helped the kids out too. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. Like and subscribe for more, y'all. Peace. Thank you so much for making it to the end of my video, y'all. If you didn't know, we wrote a kids' book called Remember It's Not Your Fault to help kids understand that they are not in control of whatever circumstances they were born into. Talk about boundaries, telling the truth, all of that stuff, y'all. It's available on Amazon right now or the link in my description of every single video or podcast that you listen to. Thank you so much. Remember, it's not your fault. Peace.